0: Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then, let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to your Retirement Planning Simplified podcast. I'm Lindsay Wilson, Client Care Coordinator at Matthews & Associates, and colleague of my co-host, Joseph Curry, who's the advisor and owner. So, our last episode, we discussed saving more and finding the cash flow to do it, but we wanted to delve a little deeper into the topic. So, my first question, Joe, is what if after looking at all the options, let's say I find I'm still not saving enough for retirement?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So, we have something we call the, uh, I guess, the retirement levers. So, you know, different levers we can pull if we're maybe not quite on track for meeting our goals. Now, we spent the whole episode basically last week on saving more, and that's because that is ideally you know, the, the best lever to pull. But it's not always an option for everybody, or maybe it's not that people aren't saving well. It's just that they're trying to find more cash flow to save, and it's still not going to get them to their goals. So there's some other levers, saving being the best, the worst being uh, passing away early or depending on your children. So uh, there isn't anybody I know who wants to uh, pull those levers. That's one way to not outlive your money or not worry about it if you do. And you know, one of the things I see from almost every prospective client that comes in to talk to me is that one of their goals is maintain their dignity and independence in retirement. So it is important for people to not have to depend on their kids. So that leaves us with a few other options. So one is uh, work longer. Another one is just do part-time work in retirement, live on less. So. Uh, less expensive lifestyle in retirement, or look to see if there's an opportunity to increase the expected return of the portfolio. So those are the, you know, the four others we might look at.
1: So is someone approaching uh, investing for retirement, I think it might be worth taking a deeper dive into each of the areas for our listeners. So if we started with, say, like work longer, what would you say in, in terms of working longer?
2: Yeah, sure. So, you know, work longer I mean, it's probably the best option from a financial standpoint. So it does a few things. So the first thing is the longer you're working, that just means that the shorter your retirement horizon is going to be, right? So, so that's one way it helps out. Another way is it provides you with more time to save. So you're going to have less retirement to fund, but you're also going to have more time to save and continue putting money away. And there's going to be more time for the investments you already have to continue to compound and grow so that you have more to live off of when you do retire. So obviously the downside of that for someone who's really focused on that actual retirement phase and and getting out of their job is that it's working longer. So it's prolonging the wait. So that's not usually an ideal situation for clients who are really looking to get to the next phase. But for some people, you know, they actually love their job and they might have more purpose by being at work than they would in retirement. And it is a good option. And so, you know, sometimes with those people, retirement's more, it's more work optional. It's getting to a point where they know that they don't have to go to work if they don't want to. And so they can just keep working until they get to that point and then decide if they, they want to retire. So working longer is definitely a great decision for uh, increasing your retirement success. And maybe the only other thing I would add to that is I've read some stats recently that say, but 60% of people are forced to retire. So they they don't retire because they want to, or they plan to, it's because of health or downsizing their company or some other reason like that. So th- this isn't always an option that's even on the table. So that's, that's something, to th- something else to think about
1: was just speaking to a client the, the other day and she's retired recently and she was really, she's been retired for about a month and she was already thinking about getting a part-time, you know, some part-time work to kind of create structure. So would that be something else that you might recommend is, is looking for that, that kind of part-time structure or work?
2: Yeah, part time work actually can be great, even if, well, in the case you're talking about, even if someone doesn't need to work. So, obviously, from a financial standpoint, we're talking about the levers. Part time work can be great because, you know, if you're not saving for retirement anymore, then uh, as long as you're not spending the money that's in your retirement account, it's going to have time to grow more and, and compound more. So, it's a, you know, part time work can be a nice transition where you make maybe just enough money to take care of your spending. But you're not actually taking any money out of your portfolio. So maybe that's supplementing your old age security or CPP, depending on what age you retire or company pension, that kind of stuff. The other thing is to to my point a second ago, uh, sometimes going from working full-time to being fully retired is actually pretty, pretty difficult for a lot of people. They feel like they, you know, they've lost their identity a little bit, you know, maybe before they identified with their career and, and that could be, you know, unhealthy from a mental a mental health standpoint. And so there's not just financial benefits to part-time work, but there can also be some mental health and well-being benefits, purpose, that kind of thing. So part-time work is definitely it's a great option and it also you know gives people the opportunity to to try something different. So, you know, maybe you've been working in your career and you've just had enough, but there's something else you've always wanted to try but you know, you never had the courage because you wanted to keep saving for retirement and you didn't want to have anything you know, detrimental happen to your retirement goals. So if you're just a little bit behind, but you know, with this new thing, passion, hobby, whatever it is, you can make enough to at least supplement some income, you know, it might be a good time to make that switch as well.
1: Now, what about the more sensitive topic of, say, deciding to live on less?
2: Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, at first glance, a lot of people, it's not really an option they want to look at. But what I find is a lot of people maybe aren't even thinking about what they're spending money on. And, you know, maybe they don't really need as much <laughs> income as they think they do. And so we talked a little bit about this in the last episode, saving more. But so one thing you do is just go through all your expenses and make sure you're clear on what you actually want and need and, and value. Right. So you might be spending a lot of money on something that you don't even value and you, you don't even realize how much of your budget that's eating up. So the first thing there is. You, know, you might just not need as much as you think you do. You can get a little more intentional with your spending. There's a book called uh, The Latte Factor. Actually, I think I gifted that book to you, Lindsay. And it's it's actually for someone younger who is maybe starting out and wants to start thinking about their, their long-term goals. But it actually, I find it, it serves as a good lesson for anybody. So Really, what David Bach is talking about in that book, which is it's really a parable, but it's it's about focusing on what is important in your life and spending money on what's important and what's you know providing purpose and value and all all those good things and just laying off things that you spend money on that really you know isn't that important. So the book's called The Latte Factor and it's just an example. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to go to Starbucks and you know spend seven dollars on a caramel, maca, whatever. I don't even know. It's <laughs> not there a lot. But the point is, I mean, if you're doing that every day, that adds up pretty quick. And, you know, even if you enjoy something like that, you, know, you can ask yourself the question, is this really bringing any value to my life? Like, is it worth having to work longer or not get, you know, some of the other things in life that I want just because it's convenient and and, and I like the taste. And And that's not to say that you shouldn't have a latte every day if that's Brings value, and you know that's something. But the point is to look at what you're spending money on, and figure out what things are you spending money on that are actually bringing value, and you know what things are you spending money on that's not bringing value to your life. And you may be able to free up enough cash flow that you can live on less, and you can retire when you want to without having to save more, or work longer, any of that kind of stuff. And I guess the last thing is, depending on how you're looking at it, and this is really where, if this isn't your thing, it could be you know important to talk to an advisor. Is you know, maybe you're just looking at the household income that's coming in before you retire, and you think you need to match that in retirement. And so, a couple of things to think about is one, you don't have to save for retirement anymore once you're in retirement. So, that for a lot of people will freeze up a lot of cash flow right there. If you're married or have a partner and you have two, you know, completely different incomes, so, you know, one partner making $150,000 a year, one partner is making $30,000 a year. Once you get to retirement, you're going to have a lot more control over basically income splitting to lower the amount of taxes. So if we're looking at what we would call gross numbers or before tax numbers, once we can switch around where that income's coming from in retirement and start to even up the, the incomes a little bit, you're going to be paying a lot less tax. So it's really important. We're only looking at the net or the after tax amount of income you need and, and working from there. So, again, that's something that I see where, where people are maybe looking at the wrong numbers, trying to figure out how much money they need to have in retirement. So those are, I guess, the two things I'd say, or the, you know, three things I'd say uh, living on less is it might actually be possible where, you know, you're just looking at some of the wrong numbers or you haven't really given a lot of thought to what you're actually spending money on.
1: It makes me think too, the book that, that you give to our clients, Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth Nick by Nick Murray. That's one that I think that you recommend to clients as well, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. And yeah. And that kind of leads into the other the other lever, which is the portfolio. So is there an opportunity to get some more return from the portfolio? So maybe the reason that I, I, I have uh, clients read that book is because it really helps people understand equities or stocks and how markets work, the importance of diversification. It really sets some clear expectations around investing in stocks. So that's something that, that you're going to do. And that's really important because without those expectations and, and that understanding, it's really hard to make good investment decisions. And again, we've talked about this recently on other podcasts investing in retirement. But what tends to happen is without good investment knowledge, people will err on the side of caution and will have more often than not a lot more money than they likely should in things like cash or GICs or bonds, all these low what we call low-risk investments, but risk is really a term most often used to describe the volatility. So, the amount in investment will go up and down, not necessarily the risk that it will disappear. Now, risk can be used to describe something disappearing as well, but that's more likely going to be applicable when we talk about you know investing in an individual stock, not investing in uh, hundreds or thousands of different stocks. So, in order to i guess have the amount of money in your portfolio not just when you get to retirement but keeping that all the way through retirement it is really important to have growth bucket as we talked about in our investing on, in a retirement podcast episode it's important to have that and again most people don't have it so talking to an advisor or if you have a you know defined contribution plan whoever the representative is for that plan talking to those people about you know the best way to allocate your portfolio could have a big impact on the returns you get and also then what those returns will allow you to do with retirement. So this isn't an investment recommendation saying that you should go out and take on more risks, but this is a recommendation, you know, that you should look at your portfolio, make sure you understand what you're doing. And if you don't, make sure you talk to somebody who can help you get a good understanding so that you can be in a portfolio that's going to give you the best chance of reaching your goals. But within a comfort level that is, you know, you're going to be able to stick with and, and stay invested with. And so this is one of the thing right reasons I don't like risk tolerance questionnaires. Risk tolerance questionnaires, the whole idea of them, I guess, is to is I think it's kind of a cover your butt type of a, a situation. But there is some merits to it. Again, we don't want anyone in a portfolio where they can't stick with it. And if things are bad, they're going to get out. But the problem is the industry always starts with these and builds a plan around them. And we don't start with goals. So if we start with what are the client's goals and we can figure out what are they doing? How would we invest based on what they're doing today to give them the best chance of reaching their goals? And then we can figure out, is that portfolio appropriate? And if it is taking on too much risk, we can kind of work backwards to get to their comfort level, but also give them the education to make them a, you know, smarter investor give them more investment knowledge so that they can make more informed decisions which would maybe make them more comfortable with a portfolio that's going to better allow them to meet their goals
1: yeah that's a better fit for them essentially
2: yeah exactly exactly
1: any final thoughts anything else that you that you you want to add about the retirement levers
2: no I don't think so I, I mean I think uh, I think we went pretty deep on on all of those at the end of the day if you're not sure what levers to pull again you know, talk to somebody uh, if you want to talk to us we're always happy to have a you know free call, just to answer any questions. But, you know, a lot of people listening to this are going to have their own advisors or do their own work. So just make sure that you're, you know, you're considering all the options and figuring out what's the best fit for you. And there, there is more options than just saving more.
1: Absolutely. Any information that we reference throughout will be in the show notes for anybody interested in, in reading the Latte Factor or Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. And again, if you know somebody who'd benefit from the podcast, please share. And you can also like, share, and subscribe. And we are thinking about introducing some listener Q&A. And so if there are questions or topics on retirement that you'd like covered, please don't hesitate to reach out to Joe or I. Thanks, Joe, again, for, for speaking with us today. And thanks again for, for everybody for listening to the podcast.
2: Thanks, Lindsay. And looking forward to talking to everybody again next week.
1: Investment services are provided through Matthews and Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc., ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews and Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates
0: are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.